new marriage, new me, reset button, come on. And my poor man would trigger me and wouldn't even know what happened. He was like, whoa, what is that? What's going on, you know? Thank you for joining us for the Blended Kingdom Families podcast. This podcast is for blended families, the people who love them, and anyone who just wants to improve their marriage and family relationships. BKF exists to break the cycle of divorce, equip marriages, and unite blended families with the truth of God's Word. It is our hope that today you will receive biblical guidance and practical resources that will bring unity and peace to create your thriving, healthy home. Let's jump in. Hey guys, Scott and Vanessa with Blended Kingdom Family. So glad that you are here with us today. If you haven't already, please take an opportunity like, subscribe to our podcast. We'd love to alert you every week when a new podcast comes out. And today we are going to be bringing it with an amazing guest, Tony Collier. It is so awesome to have you with us. We are so blessed that you're here today. Let's go. Okay. Bring on the energy. I am so excited to be here and I'm so excited that I'm matching with half of the set right now. That's a big deal. (laughs) That is a big deal. Oh my gosh, y'all. Tony is hilarious. And so we, Tony, we're just so honored and blessed that you're here with us today and we can't wait to dive into some topics, but you guys, I just want to tell y'all about our awesome guest. So Tony is a wife. She's a mama. She's a pastor. She's a ministry founder, speaker, host, consultant, all the things, um, but a little bit about her. That she's the founder of an international women's ministry called Broken Crayons. You guys, I can't wait for her to share her heart behind this. It's absolutely amazing. And if you're not following it on the gram or on Facebook, you need to. It's awesome. Um, And it's a ministry that helps women process through brokenness and get to hope. She grew up in a blended family, and Tony is in a blended family. She's the co-lead pastor of Hillsong Atlanta and is married to her awesome hubby, Sam. Sam. That was it in a nutshell, guys. I think you got it. (laughs) Well, we're excited to have you. Tony, please just take a minute, uh, expand beyond that. Tell everybody a little bit more about you, your family dynamics, and, and just anything you want the audience to know. Gosh, thank you, man. Um, it's so funny because I, you guys specialize in this topic and I love it so much because there have been other interviews that I get to do and you kind of just breeze past the like family dynamic portion. And it was just really cool hearing like grew up in a blended family. I am in a blended family. And it's, I don't know, it was just such an eye-opening moment for me, but yeah, I grew up in Houston, Texas, baby, best state in the world. That's important. I need you to know that. Um, But grew up in a blended family. So my mom was uh, married previously. So she had a son, brought him into the family. Uh, And then my dad had been in two relationships before. So two brothers from my dad and then everybody's big, happy family. And it's like, surprise y'all I'm here. Okay. (laughs) And so youngest girl, my, the youngest brother that I have over me seven years older. So it was Mm. literally like a restart for my family. Mm. Um, and then moved to Georgia, got into ministry, got to grew up a little crazy. We could talk about that a little bit later with Broken Crowns, but I was a little ratchet growing up. <laughs> uh, but got to Georgia and unfortunately got into a really toxic and abusive marriage and uh, had a daughter, cutie little strong-willed blessing is what I call her so I can feel mm. good about it. She's six years old. She's wild. She's so wild. Don't know where she gets it from. Um, but her and I uh, transitioned out of an unsafe relationship. And then I got remarried to my amazing and God redeemed our story, both me and my daughter's story through through Sam. And so just so grateful to be here, y'all. Oh, I love it. Yeah, love that is it. awesome. Yes. Well, 
we want to hear, we want to talk about broken crayons. Um, and and as we we talked about just before the interview, broken crayon still color. We actually have that written in our house. Uh, we Crazy. love the the heart behind that. Mm -hmm. uh, but we'd love to hear from you. Just your heart behind the ministry and um, the mission of that ministry. Yeah. One of the things that we like to say uh, with Broken Crayons is that in a world that says we have to be perfect to be used by God, he's actually saying, I want to use you right in the middle of your mess. Amen. And it's interesting, you know, um, because we look in the Bible and there's so many different stories of God using the craziest, wildest, mm. out of control people and just transforming their lives. And I think I don't know. I, I think our dreams and aspirations, social media, so many different things and the fear of shame and getting caught in shame cycles and bubbles mm. have has for some reason gotten us to a point where we we want to like paint a perfect picture and mm. and we miss out on transformation. We miss out on the redemptive power of God yeah. when we don't be we don't become forthright about our brokenness and vulnerable about the things that we're battling through. And the craziest thing about it all is it's all still present. Right. Like we're all still battling with things. We just aren't talking about it as much. Yeah. And so I'm excited because there has been a new wave of honesty and the Brene Brown movement has come about, you know, and Dr. Anita Phillips and so many different leaders have come out and said, hey, enough is enough. Like we've, we've got to really be honest about the fact that we're imperfect as humans. And we're, yeah. you know, wired for struggle. And we also have to be really bold and loud about the fact that we're still worthy of love and belonging. And yeah. God can mm -hmm. use even the most broken stories to do something so beautiful and so amazing. Um, and so that's what Broken Crayons is all about. That's what yeah. we're trying to do. We're trying to like rewrite a narrative that has been sold to us. We're trying to combat shame and mm -hmm. the fear of being honest. And we're trying to build authentic community for women with other women who are willing to be honest as well. So that's Don't. Broken Crayons. Come on. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is awesome. Well, I love it. I, you know, I love the concept and I love just the, the ideal of defeating shame yeah. through the breakout moments when you, you, you come out of that situation mm -hmm. and you yeah. are encouraging other people. Yeah. We just, yeah. we don't pay enough attention to the concept that there are a lot of people that are hurting with shame mm -hmm. and that yeah. never get out of that. They yeah. just stay there. Yeah. Um, and, and I know you know, whether it's, you know, with past marriages, I know a lot of people who are in blended families, they carry that shame with them. Mm -hmm. They carry oh, yeah. kind of that scarlet letter uh, with them throughout their lives. And they don't feel worthy, not only mm -hmm. of love, hope, blessings from God, but they don't feel like they can ever shed that shame. They, can, yeah. they have to, yeah. they have to carry it because it's their story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, leading into our conversation, Tony, I know we've met before and talked and, you know, Coming, you know, I walked through divorce and, um, you know, you've gone through that same process and man, yeah. like talk about shame, talk about guilt, talk about, you know, just all the stuff that comes with it. And, mm. you know, especially going through divorce and in single motherhood, you're a single yeah. mama, single mama. I mean, it's tough. And when you place that also inside of the church, because let's get real, yeah. it's a very taboo topic and nobody wants to talk about it. Yeah. And yeah. so, um, you know, Tony, I just want you to share your heart um, yeah. and just any encouragement that you have around this and how we can defeat shame, um, you know, 
whether you've walked through divorce, whether you're a young single pregnant mom and baby daddy's not around, or, you know, whatever that looks like. Yeah, absolutely. I think I first and foremost want to say that, you know, we've never arrived in these moments. Yeah. I mean, I feel like one of the things that I, I want to put out there is literally what I met with my counselor Tuesday, a couple of days ago. And um, we talked about where I am now with my divorce. I mean, we're, my husband and I would be married for five years in August. I mean, we have like created this new life. Um, and it's interesting because when she brought it up, <laughs> she goes, Ooh, you cringed a little bit. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about because the, 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 the human side of me wants to be over it. Right. Like I'm like, no, no, no. I've moved on. I've got a new thing. It's great. Mm -hmm. But the truth is I'm still healing. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and for me, at least I wanted to say that up front because yeah, sure. I'm five years into a new marriage. We have a beautiful marriage. We have done so much work foundationally on it in every aspect, mental capacity, emotional capacity, finances, reestablishing what that means for me. Right. But I haven't arrived in that. And so I just want to point that out that I'm kind of in that chasm of both hurt and hope and holding on to this, this idea that healing is a journey and it's okay that there's no time on it. So I just want to say that first and foremost. Mm -hmm. um, second, I would say that if, if, there was a scheme of the enemy. I, I think shame would be at the top of the list of all his little yep. schemes because it, it shame attacks our identity. Yeah. I mean, when we think about, you know, our sin and our flesh and this idea that we are imperfect and we are broken and we are going to make mistakes. The truth is we're guilty. I am crazy. Okay. I'll be popping <laughs> off. Like I got a little bit of road rage, a little, every now and again, a curse word want to slip out, but I don't curse. So I just want to say that, publicly, but I used to, okay. Like I have those tendencies in me. So I'm going to do stuff that's wrong, right? Like I'm going to do, I'm going to be guilty of things, but guilt says, and we've heard this so many times, guilt says I've done something bad, but shame says I am bad. Mm, and when, okay. when you start to let an idea attack who you actually are to the core, that is the like breeding ground for the enemy to take those runaway thoughts and turn them into emotions and turn them into neural pathways that think a certain way that bring us down to really negative yeah. spaces. And then as we say in our women's ministry, you get caught in a shame cycle mm. and you get stuck mm. in a shame bubble. And what really feeds and festers shame is isolation. Yeah. Because you're embarrassed and you don't want to be honest. When we think about the church, oh my goodness, we have condemned people right into a corner. Okay. And they've gotten stuck there and they're drowning. And then we see pastors and leaders fall, you know, suicide comes into the picture. Families get torn apart mm. because people are afraid to be honest about who they are because of the environments that we've created. And so yeah. if there was any bit of encouragement that I would say, it would be, you know, go after guilt. Go after the honesty that says, I'm going to do some stuff wrong. I'm not going to get it right. Something's going to happen to me that society doesn't agree with. But if there's one place that I won't go, it's going to be in a shame bubble. It's going to be hiding yeah. and lying. Yeah. And, and I'm going to fight to find community that's going to get me out of there. And that's what I had to do. I, I, I think it's great. And and I'm, again, I just, I, as you speak, I, I see the things that I get inside my head are people who sit mm -hmm. in church or who want to be sitting in church who don't yeah. feel like they belong in church mm -hmm. uh, yeah. or feel like I can only belong if they only know this much about me. Mm. Mm, absolutely. Uh, I can talk to people, but I'm only going to tell them this story, not that story. Oh. Uh, uh oh. 
And yeah. let's, let's just hope we get through it. So I, I want to kind of go to a, and maybe you, Tony, if you can give us kind of a, some really practical sides. Yeah, I know, I know there's, I know there's somebody watching. I don't know who it is, yeah. but I know there's somebody watching who feels broken, mm. and all they want is to be hopeful of what mm. the next minute will bring, the next hour will bring, mm. what tomorrow will, what door will open up tomorrow. So, Tony, how? What's the practical steps of going from brokenness to somebody who has hope? What is that? What, yeah. How do you do that? Yeah, well, I think first and foremost, we have to accept that brokenness and clawing our way out of whatever that dark season is, is not absent of hurt. I think in, mm-hmm. in the spaces that we find ourselves in, in those broken spaces, whether it be from shame, whether it be from anxiety, depression, divorce, whatever that means, even abuse, those valleys are sacred spaces that God dwells in as well. And I think we have to start accepting that right there in the valley, hurt and hope can coexist. Pain and joy can coexist. So I just want to say that first and foremost, I think the first thing that people can really do practically is, as crazy as it sounds, accept their brokenness. And that sounds so simple, but it is not. When I realized that I had lust issues, pride issues, I had to name it. We have to name the thing that breaks us. And that's almost the hardest thing to do. I think after we can name it, we've got to surrender it. I would say that's step number two, if we're going steps Mm. and not surrender it to a pastor. Come on, somebody not surrender it to anyone that we look up to on a platform, but surrender it at the feet of Jesus. And I think so often we've sat in churches and I say we, because me, I put all of my hope and all of my trust and all of my brokenness in a man and not a savior. I remember viewing my pastor as my spiritual father. I I put him on a pedestal and he demanded that from me. And there's no, you know, shame in that, you know, but, but I definitely did. I was looking for an earthly father and I forgot how powerful a heavenly father was. And so we've got to name it. We've got to surrender it. And then we have to talk about it with other people, with community, as hard as it is. One of the things that we do in our women's course is we talk about community. We talk about toxic community, transitioning community out. We talk about finding and praying for a community. I remember on my little whiteboard that's right over here years ago saying, Lord, if you could just please send me women that would understand and identify with where I've been. Maybe they don't have the same exact story, but gosh, I got to get out of this perfect Christian bubble. I need some girls that's been through some stuff. Let me just say it. And Lord, like, and have them be healthy and have them be from all aspects of life. Some ahead of me, some that can treat me more of a mentee type role and some that I can look eye to eye, shoulder to shoulder, arm in arm. And he sent me that. I remember my first friend that the Lord sent me. She's like, yeah, I went through a divorce two years ago and I've been in ministry. And I was like, I mean, I broke down because that was just God answering my prayer for community. I think that's super important. And then counseling fam, get Mm -hmm. your behind. Okay into some sort of counseling. Mm -hmm. There's so many different resources now, especially coming out of a global pandemic where, you know, counseling is just a big deal. And so there's so many resources that's available for it. But I would definitely say if we're going to go to a fitness trainer to help us to heal our Mm -hmm. bodies and to reform our bodies, if we're going to go to doctors to help us identify what's going on with our biology, we darn sure better do it for our minds and our feelings and our Mm -hmm. emotions. Um, And then I would say the last thing is this. I think we have to accept that it's always 
going to be a journey and an ebb and flow of hurt and hope. Like that's our lives. Yeah. And we got to build a grit for that. And I think that grit really only comes with the foreknowledge of knowing I'm going to hit some valleys. There's going to be some valleys mm-hmm. to come. There's going to be some stuff that I got to deal with down the line. And hopefully we can start to you know, not be a surprise when stuff comes up. Right. But instead yeah. go through this process of, okay, here's where I'm at. Let me name it. Let me surrender yeah. it. You know, let me get some community around it. Let me get mm-hmm. some help for it. You know? So, so that's good. what I'm saying. No, I love that. And as you were talking, Tony, you know, when you were talking about just community, you know, whether that's like godly counsel, a mentor, you know, you're in a women's group, you know, whatever that is. One thing that came to mind was, and I can't remember who said it, so y'all don't quote me on this one, but it's the word testimony and some root in that. Um, it It's it's related to um telling your story over and over again. And so whenever we can just be just bold to say, I'm not perfect. I am messy. I am flawed. This is what I'm going through. Like, let, yeah. Like I struggle with porn addiction. I'm struggling with substance abuse. I'm struggling with this. Like I cheated on my spouse, whatever it is. Um, just being able to share Mm -hmm. that and get that out into the light. Like you said, the enemy loves isolation. Um, and wants to keep us there and celebrate in that. And when you were talking about that shame bubble, I thought about inner vows because oftentimes shame, that is what will, it, it'll, that's where the inner vows will come. Like, you know, oh, I did that. I'm never going to do that again. The words I'm never, yeah. that's, you know, and then the enemy, like you said, talking about the breeding ground. I mean, that is what will hinder you from the blessings of God in your life, being stuck in that. And so, you know, I think you had so many amazing points because community is so important. Um, You know, like you said, counseling therapist, future therapist. I mean, we cannot stress that enough. There just needs to be a stigma that comes off of counseling. Like there's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with all of us. I mean, we all crazy, you know, but, um, (laughs) but, you know, being able to go to someone that can give you spiritual and practical tools and just be that listening ear. Well, and I I just want to add one more thing, um, just on this note, just, just a part that that came to me. And if you're absolutely right, these are absolutely things that need to be addressed. But also I would say as a married couple, if you know, your spouse is hurting or needs healing, you need to create some space for this to happen. Yeah. And Ooh. and I, I want to just, you know, <laughs> talk to, if you're a husband and you're watching this, and if your wife is struggling, man, offer to watch the kids. Take care of Bass that night. You know, do something that creates some time space, because I think a lot of times people suffer because they don't have a, they don't feel like they have a choice. They don't have yeah. time to heal. They don't have the space to go and heal. So if you're watching this and you know your your spouse is struggling, just do something practical and create some time space mm-hmm. for them to go, you know, get mentored or to be at church. Yeah. You know what I love so much about that? I think it takes the spouse out of the Holy Spirit space. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, I know we've heard it before, like, don't try to be your spouse's Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I think when you create margin and space for God to do what God's trying to do mm-hmm. in your spouse and for you not to be their savior, if we're going back yep. to man, woman as our savior, mm-hmm. I just think it's so powerful. I know my husband literally had to do that when you said it. It it just touched me in a special way because I remember thinking that, oh, okay, new marriage, new me, reset button, come on. And my poor man would trigger me and wouldn't even know what happened. He was like, whoa, what is that? What's going on? You know? And and I remember him saying, 
as much as I want to save you, I know God can do a better job at it. Oh, yeah. So good. I just got to give you space to heal. And I'm like, don't leave me. But we had to, you know, be very intentional about it. He's like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm just saying, you got to go. You need to go. You need to go to counseling. Okay. Yeah. And so I just love that so much. I think that's such a, a precious thing that we can do for our partners. Yeah. Absolutely. That's good. Yes. So good. Well, Tony, I, I, it's been your words of wisdom are amazing. Oh and we just gosh. love what, what God's doing through this time. Um, wrapping things up and kind of moving toward you know, again, our target, you know, the audience that watches us is all blended families. Mm, You're a blended yeah. family. If you had a blended family in front of you, what advice, what piece of nugget would you provide them yeah. uh, if you can? Yeah, I would. Uh, when I think about our blended, I got the chills a little bit. <laughs> um, when I think about our blended family. I really do think about like God's creation and, you know, how mundane would it be if the Lord created carbon printed copies of the world. If it was the same animal that looked the same way, if it was the same landscapes that looked the same way, the same bodies of ocean that looked the same way, like how mundane would it be? But instead he created a canvas of incredibly beautiful, diverse. I mean, when you think about all the different species of animals in mm. itself, so it is it's a beautiful thing. And, and I would just say, get excited about taking God out of the box, because that is what we're doing when we talk about mm -hmm. these topics. Mm -hmm. For far too long, the church has tried to put God in a box in so many ways. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about from mm -hmm. preaching to teaching to gender roles to yeah. family dynamic. This is what the family unit looks like. This is how we operate. This is it. This is how the church operates. Yeah. And I'm just so excited because I think this topic and who we are and the expression and boldness on talking about it yeah. takes God mm -hmm. out of the box. And that's what I want to live for, taking God out of the boxes that we put him in. And that's what this is. Okay. This isn't a rebellion. This isn't something that's been scarred and hidden. This mm. is something that unfortunately people just haven't talked about. Yeah. And, and I just would encourage you to talk about it and find your people and, and just take God out of the box. Let him yeah. do wonderful and good creative works in the ways that he wants to. This is good. So good. I think of the wild ones. Be a wild one. Yes. Rah! Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Roar. That's roar. The hashtag yeah. Roar. Roar like a lion. Rah! Like a lion. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love that, Tony. I mean, and I just love your heart. Like you're just so. Man, I'm so encouraged right now. I'm like, yeah, I just want to get up and dance. And, uh, I was like, not today, it. Satan. You see that? Yeah, get behind I me. did see that. Yeah. I was proud of that shirt. Yeah, that's, that's thanks, Tony. <laughs> I need Tony. <laughs> Well, Tony, the name of the ministry is Blended Kingdom Families. What is a blended kingdom family to you? Oh, I think it's a family that loves to celebrate the messy middle, the complex view of the world. I think it's a family that says, yes, this is different. Let's celebrate it. I think it's a family that says God's doing a new thing and we're not here to compare or look to our left or our right. What we're here to do is celebrate what God's doing in our story, in our family. Seven. And if I were to be honest too, I, I think it's a family that's, that's trailblazers. Mm. I, I think blended families give people the opportunity to be honest right? Mm -hmm. To not have to get stuck in a certain way or a certain family dynamic, yeah. but can say, gosh, when we're surrendered to God, submitted to God, he can do a new work in the ways that he wants it to happen. And so I just love it. I'm like, we're trailblazers. What are we even talking about? <laughs> Amen. That is, gosh, 
You're coming uh, back, Tony. You're coming back. I love you guys. I know, we love you too. I don't want it to be over yet. It's so good. <laughs> I'm not leaving, so I'm not even sure what you're talking about. Yeah. I'm not oh, gosh. You guys, you two are uh, cut from we'd the same cloth. We'd be a hot, yeah, yeah. We'd, we'd be a hot mess yeah. together, that's for well, sure. Well, we got What we need to do is we need to we need to get Tony into the studio oh, my and in person and yeah. do some, we would have an awesome time. Yeah, we're bringing you back yeah. in the flesh, you guys. Yeah. In the flesh. In the flesh. Well, Tony, can you tell uh, everyone who's listening and watching where they can find you, Broken Crayons, your church, you guys, they, Tony and her husband, Sam, are planning a church. It launches on Sunday, Hillsong Atlanta, y'all. Go check it out. Support them. Come on. Gosh, it's really, really crazy, you guys. Usually I would just say, go to Broken Crayons, brkncrayons.com, on Instagreasy. But it's specifically for women. So you can find me if you'd like to at like Tony J. Collier on everything, T-O-N-I-J-C-O-L-L-I-E-R. And we are so super excited. My husband is planting Hillsong Atlanta. And I've been like cheering him on from the road because I'm like so super swamped and writing books and all the things. And so it's mm. been really cool to watch him and the team build something so beautiful. Hillsong Atlanta. Awesome. Well, we right, love man. you guys. We're supporting y'all. We're praying for you. And... Man, it has yeah. just been, we, we're so honored and blessed, Tony, that you would take the time out and just minister to the audience and um, to us as well. So thank you so much for being here with us today. Yeah, it's been great to have you, Tony. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. And guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. Hope you guys have enjoyed this podcast. And again, if you haven't already, please click the uh, like, subscribe, share this podcast. We would love to see you again. All right, be blessed in all you do today, guys. Take care. Hey, guys, so glad you were here with us today, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And you can find more resources from Blended Kingdom Families at blendedkingdomfamilies.com. Join us again next time as we hang out with more amazing podcast guests. And remember, nothing will be impossible with God.